Hey. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of You I Do. The podcast that says your automated message is not doing enough. Amen. Amen. So the episode today is a very good one for brides, grooms, vendors, anyone that's listening. It's all about getting the client experience together, especially between bride slash groom slash person that is paying for the wedding and their vendors. This episode was truly a meaty topic. I think that We will all learn something from this episode. Our conversation was so much needed for clients to understand the way that vendors should think and how they should carry their business. Does that make sense? It does. So this is a long episode, but it's a good one. Enjoy. So we have two very wonderful and special guests with us today. One you are very familiar with, um, a friender of ours, but we have a guest that maybe you haven't met before and we're really excited to have both of you on. So guests, would you like to introduce yourselves? I am Irene Tyndale and I'm the Chief Event Officer of Irene Tyndale Weddings and Events based in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I'm Dwayne Tyndale. I'm her husband and uh, founder of a new company, uh, uh, Luxury Customer Service. Love that. Yes. I was about to say, if you don't know who she is, then where have you been? (laughs) Well, especially if you're in Atlanta. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Someone reached out to me. Oh, gosh, it must have been maybe a month or two ago. Um, And she was like, my friend is about to, uh, she's planning her wedding for Atlanta. I think she lives in Houston, but she's like, she needs a a planner. And I'm like, Irene, (laughs) 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 start and stop. Irene, just just go. Cause uh, I think like, um, I think she's South Asian. And then the husband is, I can't remember the husband is something else as well, but they don't live here. And I'm like, Irene has done pretty much every wedding, every type of wedding, like you're good. (laughs) So I I felt very comfortable recommending you. (laughs) We we, we love you for that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what keeps me busy. The referrals. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So um, before we get into talking about, uh, actually, we haven't said what we were talking about, but Dwayne, you kind of hinted at it. We're talking about customer experience, client experience. So thinking of, you know, how vendors are kind of treating their clients throughout the entire process of being engaged or, you know, for some of us, we've already gotten married, still planning. One day it'll happen. But we've noticed, you know, in recent times that there has been maybe a little lack in how customer service has been um, or the client experience, what have you. So we want to go through all of that and we will shortly. um, But first, 
I'm excited to have both of you here because we could ask y'all all the good wedding stuff. So for those that don't know, how did y'all meet? When did y'all get married? How did you propose? Kind of give it to us and rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have been together for 24 years since college. We've been in college. Next year will be 25 wow. and uh, married 17. So we got married in March of 04. And how did you propose? Because it was a pretty, it's, you did pretty good. Okay. it's his story right (laughs) so um the best way i can say it is um i remember through the years as she was talking as irene was talking she would tell me like you know i really had this really good time at rockefeller center you know with my dad and you know we used to go there and she used to like to see the tree and you know ice skating all around and everything else and so when when i finally um was like okay i'm gonna we're gonna do this (laughs) Right. So, you know, I, I, w- I went to her mom and I talked to her mom and I got her blessing. And then um, I said, OK, so I have to plan a way to get her to Rockefeller Center. I don't know how we're going to do this yet, but we uh, we went end up going to um, my parents. Um, yeah, we lived in Florida at the time, yes, yes, too. Yes. So that's the big thing. So we actually went to New York to spend right. the holidays with my grandparents and his right. parents. Exactly. And so when we so I had to ring and everything, you know, and I'm nervous, but trying not to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so she, she's kind of looking at me sometimes and I'm like, oh, everything's cool, you know. You know and he got cool. stopped at the airport oh, like my at TSA and he that. was just freaking out. He told me later on that he was like, I had the, the, the ring wrapped in a sock, stuffed in a shoe. And I would have to think there was going to be like a movie moment. They were going to, what is this? And pull it out. And I would have to propose at the yeah. Orlando airport. Right, right in the security clearance section. I was thinking I was going to have to propose right there. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad that didn't happen. Right? That would have been a great story, though, right? Right, that right, right, right. It would have. And so we were at her, um, her grandmother's apartment. And then we went into the city because um, she wanted to go to Rockefeller Center. So I was like, all right, this is awesome. And um, so we went. And so we were, uh, we were passing by the, sp- the skating rink and she said that, I, I didn't realize I did this, but she said that I kind of spun her around and she was like, oh. Right in front of the tree. Like she, we were she, right in front of the tree. And, and she was like, oh, it's, it's going to happen. But he said, ladies, he was like, it was like a quick, like, it was like a movie almost. You had somebody spin somebody around and I was like, oh my gosh, what is he about to do? Right. He's like, oh no, let's go over here. Because right. <laughs> I, think I, I think I had to do a change of plan real quick because I think there was too many people there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> So there was like this uh, across the street from there. There was like a restaurant that was closed, mm-hmm. but they had like these nice little um, rod art kind of benches mm-hmm. in front of there, and it was snowing and all that kind of stuff. Like and a movie. Yeah, it, it really was kind of like a movie, thankfully. Um, <laughs> and so, and then I just, you know, I, I told her about how I felt about her, and then, you know, and then, and then, you know, had, we had that moment over there, and it was right with the in the sight of the tree and everything else. So I think that was really a a cool a cool way to do it. It was even extra special ladies. My dad had died the beginning of that year. So when we got there, like I, he kept trying to make me laugh and like think of the happy time because my heart, you know, I was happy, but my heart hurt. Cause I was like, wow, I, can't, I will never, I won't be able to do this with my children. Like my dad won't be able to do this with my children. Yeah. And so he, when he did that, like I felt my dad there. So every mm-hmm. year I still watch the lighting of the Christmas Aww. tree. And I cry because it's like happy, sad. Like it's like a weird mix of emotions and also yeah. in my cocoa. Yeah. But what's even cooler is I always tell my friends and I always tell brides who are, or a potential brides who say, I'm waiting for the ring or women who are saying they're waiting for the ring. I'm like, it's his, his or the person who's proposing. Mm-hmm. It's their journey to do. It's their story. Yeah. They've listened and they care. They'll keep you in mind. But you can't dictate 
a flash mob if he is <laughs> right. an introvert and is super shy. Like he's not. That's not right. That's not, yeah. that's not him. That's yeah. not sure. Yeah. That's not them. And, and yeah. the way would always say to me, "Don't expect me to propose on like Valentine's Day and birthdays, like the typical day, the typical things." But since Daddy had passed away the beginning of that year, I think he was just like, "This is. I want this. I want her to have happy memories." of this place right. along with everything else. Right. So yeah, yeah, that was 17 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And you're very right. I think, I mean, because I, I feel like I was one of those, don't do holidays, don't do this. But if he would have, what, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, no, what I'm going to exactly, do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that would probably catch you off guard because you said you don't want it on this day. So you're not expecting it to happen then. It's still special. Anyway. Listen, my nails were done. My hair was done. I look real cute too. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's important. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. That was a good story. <laughs> that was nice. All right. So now we're about to play a quick game of this or that. This game is sponsored by our friends at Flower Moxie. Um, you can save a lot of money with your flowers by using Flower Moxie. So head to flowermoxie.com slash do to learn more. So this or that, y'all know, we play this game every single week. You choose between this option or the other, and you explain why. So we're going to start with you, Dwayne, then we'll go to Irene, then Tania, and then we'll start over. This is actually in theme, or trying to be in theme with our topic tonight. So first option is following up with prospects that did not book to find out why a month later, or following up with prospects that did not book to find out why two weeks later. So it's oh, the timing. Okay, mm -hmm. so, okay, the timing. Um, I, I mean, I would do it two weeks if that was me. Um, okay. My reasoning for that is because time moves kind of quick, right, with people. And so if, if somebody didn't book but was interested, right, I would say sometimes things just happen in a little bit of time that you can, you know, jog their memory and, you know, they'll, they'll, it'll bring them back in a month's time. They probably have booked already or something mm -hmm. along that line. You know what I mean? So sure. I, I would say at least, you know, anything can happen in a couple of days to throw them off from actually hitting, pulling the trigger. But if they really wanted to do it, they found something else at that point. A month later. Yes. You know, like a month later. You know what I mean? So that's why I would say uh, two weeks makes more sense. All right. Good answer. Irene, <laughs> what do you think? Same thing. I mean, I would follow, we follow up multiple times. I mean, there, there's two sides of it. You have the side mm -hmm. of somebody inquires, you respond to them, you do that, try to, you know, try to set up a call, you answer questions, and then they kind of go quiet, they go radio silence. And we have a sequence where we follow up multiple times where we're like checking on them, or share a blog post or an article or something about like whatever stage they're in. Um, and we do that four or five times. But I've also don't completely take them off the scale because even even two weeks later, we've archived them, but they're not deleted out of our system and they pop up back up again. You know, they say, oh, oh my goodness, I've been busy or I have family emergency or something or work or things like that. So don't follow up a month later. Have a continuous situation of you want people to follow up with you. Good answer. All right. So Tania, answer this from what would you want? Would you want? the follow-up in two weeks or would you prefer it to be a month later? Um, I would prefer the two-week time frame just because I got things to do. 
And so if you don't respond, then I'm moving on to the next person. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good point. And honestly, this is a component of my job. I mean, really, it's the marketing, it's the customer journey. So knowing that people are coming in, in different points of the journey, um, you have some that, you know, they want to make a decision immediately. And then you have some that are just doing a little research. Maybe they're trying to figure some stuff out. Maybe they're not engaged yet, but maybe they just kind of want to know price points or certain things that they need to, you know, consider beforehand so that when the time comes, they are more prepared. So everyone's answers for what I love. I feel like a true professional should have some sort of follow-up procedure um, in place where, you know, you got the inquiry and then maybe you have the conversation and maybe you don't hear anything. Hey, everything good? Because like Tania said, you know, we're busy. Things can happen. I know definitely when I was planning, um, that did happen a couple of times where we had like, uh, family emergencies. So I wasn't able to follow up as quickly as I wanted. So I think the vendors that ended up winning were the ones that circled back and were like, Hey, everything's still good. All right. Yeah. You know, so round two, which uh, would you prefer or are you <laughs> the vendor that takes the prospective client call for 22, though they are already too busy and already, you know, met their number for the year or a vendor that has on their website that they're not taking any 22 clients whatsoever. So the, the difference mm. between this is really the one that has informed that you know, like they have their website, they have the form and all of that. And they're still receiving inquiries because maybe it's for 21, maybe it's for 23, maybe it is for 22. They don't know. Mm -hmm. So they're not collecting. They don't know that information until sometimes the phone call of sorts. Right. Um, If at least by the time they get the form, but they're still taking that call. But then you have the other vendor that has on their inquiry form or on that same page, we're not accepting, we're not doing any more 22. Like we're booked, we're at capacity. So which would you prefer? Um, I'm growing my team so that I don't have to put that we're not taking anybody else for 2022. So when I started my business almost nine years ago, a year going into year two, Duane, and a lot of my stories and a lot of my marketing stuff always starts with Duane. So anytime I'm speaking or coaching people at last, like it starts with Duane. He overheard me in one week, said, turn down three weddings from referrals. And so after the third one, he goes, can, can I give you a piece of advice? He always starts like, that. can I give you a piece of advice? I just observed something. And I said, well, he says, you're saying no to money. I was like, but it's only me. He goes, yes. So it's time to find the IT too. Like it's, that's, it's just time to find a mini you so that you could to teach them what you know, and that you could have another plan under your belt. And I was like, what? And so we did that what at this point, six, seven years ago. And now I just hired five new um, employees, five, six new employees. And I'm going to have, thank you. I'm going to have some lead planners and have one that just took off. I mean, she literally came on board a month and a half ago and has three weddings already that I've given her for 2022. Um, Phenomenal. And the same thing with uh, the other ladies who are being trained because 
my kids are getting old. Our kids are getting older. I don't want to be working every weekend, but I love what I do. And we service our couples hard. And so it was like in order to spread the love. So I'm with my frame is if, you know, not everybody wants to grow their team. Some people want to stay, you know, what we call mom and pop, which is, you know, solo, solopreneur, one person shop, or they're the one, they want it to be at every wedding that they service. And that's okay. You know, that's, okay, if that's what you want to do. If that's not what you're planning on doing and you want to make more money, then you need to start hiring some people. Good point. <laughs> Is it my turn? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think you kind of switched the order, but it's okay. No problem. <laughs> oh, I do. The, the bull in the china shop, right I just jump right in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just, it kind of depends, right? So there's there's two sides. Like, so for instance, I I, I think there's something to say for somebody who knows, okay, I'm at capacity. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm not, and I'm and I want to make sure I I create the right experience for all the people that I have, and I'm not going to go and add all these extra people on just to t- get more money, mm-hmm. right? Now that being said, though, if you are in the process of growing or in the process of wanting to scale the business itself, then that might be time to to push yourself a little bit, right? And mm-hmm. say, okay, well, let me take on these clients because that will kind of push me in the mode of making sure I have the team to service them properly. True. So I, I'm not sure which one is right in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think in terms of growing your business, being able to see that opportunity and say, okay, I'm going to scale the business up a little bit. And instead of me being in the comfort zone and saying, I got it all I need, maybe I push myself a little bit, even if it's just one or two, just to kind of push myself into the, the frame of saying, I'm going to grow the team a little bit now. And then, you know, kind of, uh, spread that responsibility around mm-hmm. so that everybody gets handled and, and serviced properly. That's a great answer. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So Tania, for you, which would you prefer to like, which type of vendor would you prefer? The one that has on their inquiry page, they're not servicing somebody or servicing a 22 bride, or would you prefer the vendor that let you fill out the form, took a phone call with you, and then later on, they're like, actually. So I would rather them tell me that up front, just so I know that I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Like, for example, there was this photographer, I think either photographer or videographer that I, um, that I reached out to, and he had all his dates listed like when he was booked and when he was open oh yeah granted his list wasn't updated but but still still, like I was like okay okay I like this because now I don't have to reach out to you just because like a lot of vendors you know their forms are not just as straightforward you know like they want to know a lot about you they want to know your story so after I spend time writing all this information then they email me back and say oh, we're not available on that date or, or like, oh no, we're not taking any, any brides in that year. So, I mean, I'd rather know up front than to, you know, wait a week or two weeks. or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a help me help you type of thing because <laughs> when, exactly. I mean, when we were looking for a videographer, I think there was this one that, um, like we had a guest that, uh, like a couple that came on the show they loved this one couple um and i really did like their work so i reached out and i think either 
she was pregnant or was on maternity leave or something, but basically wasn't going to be able to do a wedding in the, in the time frame originally asked for it. Right. And so then it was like, well, why are you like there, there could have been a way to kind of capture that information beforehand. Also, this goes back to marketing. If you have your stuff set up, right. There could be some sort of automated message or trigger something where it's like, okay, you get, there's a window where you can automatically have something that's sent back that says, Hey, you know, actually we're not accepting clients within this period or what have you, if things were to change, blah, 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 or, you know, or still have an opportunity where if you want to connect, if your dates are flexible, then yes, we can have that conversation, but now I'm waiting to hear back and oh okay now a week later never mind or several days later well never mind now I need to go find somebody keep searching or look somebody exactly exactly so I mean honestly you it's on you could have it on your website I've seen people put it on their um you know their social media pages I mean my speaking coach just had a procedure and last week she sent all of us an email and was like hey I could anything, you know, and she just kind of laid out what was going to happen over the next two weeks, you know, like that situation. And then she did like telling everybody on social media that she's not well, but it's just kind of communicating with people or light bulb, hire yourself a VA, (laughs) a virtual assistant or an agent to handle this stuff for you who could respond to people quicker, especially with those kind of situations. Good point. Very (laughs) good point. All right. Round three. (laughs) (laughs) so using an example of a negative client experience as a post on your instagram account or using the negative experience to just refine your contract Mm. oh you want to go okay (laughs) i was just like i didn't know you want me to go Uh, i would say the the negative experience for refining the contract because i don't see how a negative experience. I don't see how posting a negative experience mm. would actually help uh, improve your brand or your image. I'm, I'm not sure how that really works. I mean, people are kind of looking, especially when you're, if you're looking for somebody like a vendor to use, I don't think you're saying, man, you know, that post that I just saw where they just talked negatively about somebody else. I can't wait to work with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't see how that would work and help you. You know what I mean? But a negative experience changing how your business operates mm-hmm. or your business is structured helps every client after that because now they have everything set out the guidelines are are, are clear mm-hmm. and so you probably are not going to run into that issue issue again you know what i mean so some of these negative experiences even though they are negative they help your business Absolutely. Um, become more positive in the way that you interact with your clients so that's my that's my choice good point Yes. Do not post it. My friends, <laughs> some of my vendors, all my, all my creative pros out there, all my creative wedding pros out there, just stop. Stop putting it on Facebook. Listen, you could have your brothers and sisters in the game, call them up and like, let me just tell you what this child did. This bride and groom did whatever, whatever you want to say. That's different. Cause you always have, you have to vent to let it out, but everything happens for a reason. And everything is a lesson. We, everything is a lesson. I went from a, two-page contract to a 20-page contract. We have addendums. We are actually talking about addendums for 2022, a friender's clause. (laughs) 
um, you know, those guys. So you learn and also use it as content in a positive way, giving brides and grooms and people getting married tips and tricks and advice based on what you learn, not calling anybody out uh, on either side, vendor side or bridal side or, or couple side, like use it to educate people like, okay, the do's and don'ts of ABC, instead of putting people on blast every time, because then the next client is going to see that and be like, oh, would they do that to, my, to me, to my wedding and to my business? You know, like mm-hmm. how, how, how you treat someone else now, are you going to treat me like that later? Mm-hmm. So I know it's frustrating and I know, you know, it could be ratchet sometimes. Some of the things that we go through <laughs> as vendors, it can be. Yeah. And, and, you know, people, you learn something new and you might love your couple, you know, but their people or their, their, their family and their guests are not the best, but take all that as a lesson and teach, teachable, you know, make your mess a message, right? Like they say, like Robin Roberts say, don't, don't blast it. Don't, don't call people out. <laughs> Good point. Good point. All right. So Tania, would you, which vendor would you prefer? Like the one that just refined their contract or the one that did make the posts on social? I would rather you just refine your contract. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to put my business or anyone else's business out there like that because you know, it's like, that's really unprofessional for one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a little petty, but like Irene said, people are people. <laughs> right. Like for example, um, mm-hmm. I follow this one photographer and someone asked her to give examples of like her worst wedding, blah, blah, blah. Basically she responded and was like, I hold my client's information to heart. Like, I don't, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Divulge divulge yeah 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 you know like I keep things private and I was like oh I like that (laughs) you know I mean because like she could have you know said oh yeah I had this one bride who dot 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 you know but she was like no I'm not going to do that especially on social one thing is if you're having a conversation a private conversation with your couple and that's and something is related to what they're going through and you're like okay well this happened and this is how I handled it but mm-hmm. to put it on there where it lives on forever and someone could screenshot it don't do that <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well I agree I would also just opt for the vendor that just changed their contract updated their process and moved on all right so final round <laughs> goodness this is a long <laughs> I'm sorry to you no right. but it's okay it's, I mean like I think we're learning a lot here so we okay. are we yeah. are and it all ties back <laughs> all right so final round would you prefer to send a client a post event survey to kind of gauge how the experience was overall or would you just prefer that you know, hey, I'm going to send the clients a post-event request to leave me a review on the Not Wedding Wire and Google. <laughs> we have a process. So if I know in my heart of hearts that the couple was extremely happy and I got tons of hugs and kisses and I got multiple text messages or an email saying everything was great, we send, we tend to send out our thank you so much for choosing us if you feel like we did a fabulous job or a great job, please, you know, here are our, our review links. Please leave a review. You can cut and paste and leave them in multiple places. But we wait for like a week or so because if they're on their honeymoon, 
they're opening gifts, they're settling into the house, they're moving houses, selling houses. We wait like a week. Sometimes we have couples that do it right away. And other times I have like two months later, I'll get a message that says, do you have a review? And then be like, and then I'll get text messages. So sorry, we've been so busy. But I definitely like sending the email from me, thanking them, telling them how much fun I had, mentioning something that from the wedding the day that happened or something that um, surprised me or somebody in the family, like kind of like jogging their memory and letting them know that I can't wait to see the photos, whatever, whatever. And here are, you know, Google the knot, here are different reviews, Facebook. Um, and then, you know, looking forward to chatting with them. So if you don't know the temperature of the experience, I think it's a challenge to ask somebody to do a survey, right? right. Like, or, to, you know, whatever the case may be. Or it's even harder to do a review because the survey is just coming to you, right? Mm -hmm. Review is going to be public and you will not be able to do anything about it. <laughs> so so the, the survey is good because when you get this, so I, I would opt for the survey, right? But just the reason for that is because there's always going to be something that could have been better, right? That always. And I think yeah. the difference between a, a good experience and a great experience after for the next client is knowing and, and reviewing the things that could have been better. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think is the real key element there. And I think that's what separates businesses that are excellent at customer service from businesses that are good at customer service. That's, that's really my, my, my take. So I, I, mm -hmm. both things are great, but the survey really helps the, the business. You know, yeah. the review helps the brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a so. good point. That's a quote. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. And it's one of those things is because I know that, you know, it takes me hours to fall asleep once I get home because I'm going, I mean, it's 24 years of doing weddings and events. I go over everything of the entire day over and over in my head. I mean, my Sundays, I mean, he's like, it was fine. I'm like, yes, but if we could have done this and we could have done that, but it helps me to be better the next time. And it helps add to our processes and add to my training and add to, you know, with every wedding, it gets better. It should get better and better because you're, uh, you're as only good as your last event. And for you to think, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm the best. I'm the best. But I also check in with vendors. I also check in with my team. Like, did you see anything, you know, you know, whatever the case may be and the venues and the vendors that I've done that with, they appreciate it. Cause they're like, no, no, it was fine. And some of them are brutally honest. And some of them are like, girl, you fine. <laughs> You know, so yes. I think it's good to kind of have that process in place afterwards too, where kind of a, like a, a decompressed kind of, all right, now that we're beyond this kind of, all right, give me your thoughts. What did you think? Let me know if anything's, you know, I think also there's a certain level of maturity where it's like, I can tell you that this wasn't great and it might not have necessarily been on you, but I want you to be aware of this and you not take this as like a personal slight against, you know, you. Mm -hmm. It's more of, okay, this was a unfavorable moment thing, blip in time. Cool. Now I know I can adjust. We can move forward. So whew, you would think we are already into these questions. <laughs> that was just the game. <laughs> But um, now we are going to fully dive into discussing kind of this experience um, between vendors and their brides or grooms or their couples. Um, so, Tania, you kick it off. All right. 
So vendors are not answering inquiries or ghosting after consultations. Why is that? That is so heavy because I, <laughs> when I, when I hear that question, I'm like, I don't understand. Like that's so foreign to me. Like the concept is foreign to me because inquiries, you know, consultations, that's what brings money into your account, right? Like, so why would you, that's like saying no to money. So why would you potentially hurt your brand, you know, hurt your bank account by not responding and not inquiring, right? That's the first thing that comes to my head. I think the big why right now is that people are overworked and people are overwhelmed because the reality is many of us did not work as much last year as we would have liked. A lot of things got canceled. Um, a lot of vendors and venues gave money back last year. Um, some may or may not have received assistance, you know, loans or all the PPs, like I call them, because there's so many of them out there. Um, you know, so it's one of those things. It's like last year, it hurt a lot of people last year. And, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, we pivoted. And I know a lot of people don't like that word. And that that just wasn't the word for you. And it was my word last year. It, it was deposited into me in 2019. I didn't know that I was going to be using it so much in 2020. <laughs> but we wind up finishing the year with 20 weddings. Now that the 20 weddings that we, out of the 20 weddings that we did, 17 of them did not look like we initially planned them to look, <laughs> right? But, you know, we made it happen. So I think people just can't catch, they can't catch their breath because we went from not doing anything or not really being out here networking and working and producing and executing like we have been to doing it. And then everything's in short supply, right? Not only our staff, but products, flowers, furniture, paint. I mean, you can name it. Almost every industry, there's a short supply. I mean, Dwayne was just telling me that, that cars are even in a short supply. <laughs> like, it's everything, right? You go to restaurants and they're closing early because they don't have enough staff. The list goes on and on. But there are also a lot of companies out there who are doing really well because they have a lot of bookings and they're servicing people, but they're forgetting about next year. And then the year after next, because the weddings, I mean, I were getting inquiries for 2022 and 2023. So I think it's because they're just, they don't have the right process and procedures in place, the right systems in place, the right staffing, you know, st you know, they don't have staffing the way they should have, because if you're making money, even if you're not making what you used to making, you're making some money you, and you are missing inquiry call, inquiries and you're missing and you're ghosting people after proposals or after phone calls, get help because 90% of the wedding industry are creatives, right? So 10% of us who are planners and we're the logistic, the, the, the logistic ones, the detailed ones, we work with all the creative people who live in the clouds. And I tell all my creative people, I was like, okay, it's been a week. I need that proposal. And I tell them every time you need to find somebody who sits in the office, who's not creating, who makes proposals for you and answers phone calls and makes your appointments. You, you have to do that, especially if you want to survive past 2022 and 2023. Oh, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like Buster Rhymes waiting for an, a worthy opponent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think um, it's, it's a couple of things, right? Like, it, I think people don't understand that the experience 
doesn't just start once you have a customer. Mm. It starts when somebody is, wants to be your customer. Right. Like that's, that's the, the biggest the, thing. From, yep, and yep. It, it's from the entrance of your business. Mm-hmm. That's where the experience starts. That's the reason why when you go to certain, certain really luxury areas, they have a red carpet, right? So that you already know from the beginning, this is different, right? Like this is a different way of entering into this experience. And so if, so, if companies or vendors are not returning phone calls or whatever the case may be, or they do a whole consultation and then nothing happens, they don't get back with that client, whatever the case may be, it's, 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 it's a combination of being overwhelmed maybe, but also just not understanding how important the response is. Like the response, responding to somebody is, is showing respect, right? Like that's, if you don't show, if you don't respond to somebody when somebody reaches out, there's a level of respect that you will never have back again. Just period, because that person took time out to initially go to you. And right. if you don't have the respect, to respond right you have not only not not you just lost that as a person as a client you don't even have a referral at this point you know what i'm saying you don't have somebody to really refer you if the other person wanted to work with you now they won't because like hey wait a second i got ghosted by that person you just don't even think about it and if you you were referred to if, if, if you were referred to by a planner and you do that oh my friend and listen and things happen and as a planner I know a lot about what's going on in my vendors' lives sometimes and because we talk and stuff, it, sometimes I'll cover up and sometimes I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me reach out to their bat phone number. Like I always say, let me reach out to the bat phone to see if I if, what's going on because that's not like them. But it happens more than once and I've talked to you about it more than once. You're not on my preferred vendor list anymore. Sorry. Because I'm not going to, you know, I, we need to work with people that have the same kind of customer service, the same kind of love, the same kind of respect and attention to details. But the, the journey, the customer service journey, start, like he said, like starts from your website and it goes through, oh, was that a smooth inquiry filling out that inquiry form? Oh, is there a whole, is there a, not an autoresponder, but is there a whole process that you're taking them to until you have the conversation with them? You all hit <laughs> hit it on the head. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully people are listening. Hopefully people are taking notes. Um for both Ashley and I, like we like we've gone through our share of um ghosting. <laughs> um and 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 I feel like you're absolutely right. Like I've like I've definitely lost respect for that vendor. Um and I won't ever, you know, say, oh, hey, look at this person to a friend of mine. You know, like I won't ever do that, you know, just because they ghosted me or they never got back to me at all. So, right. Mm-hmm. So it's beyond. Yeah. The, and that's what if, everyone who's listening, who's a business owner in this industry, or any industry, really, you don't understand, like bad news travels really fast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and not saying we not saying we're perfect, we're human and it's going to happen every once in a while. You're going to miss a call. You're going to miss a, a consultation because, you know, some of us are still homeschooling. Some of us, you know, are taking care of our parents and single parents. And you have all you know, you have all these factors mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. And if you and if you feel bad about it and you apologize and you tell that 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 inquiry, like, listen, I, I apologize. I had some things come up. If you still want to speak to me, let's go. But completely not responding and not falling on the sword sometimes, it's not cool. And 
posting everywhere like, oh, give us grace because we're all in a deep season. They don't care. They don't <laughs> care. He, I mean, he said that to me. He's like, that that doesn't that, that bride and groom does not care that you have five weddings this month. Someone who's getting married in July of next year, if they call you now, you still have to take care of them now. Now, if it's a wedding weekend, you t- I tell every client, like, hey, I have weddings this weekend. I'll chat with you next week. And I tell people, you don't want me talking to anybody doing your wedding weekend. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody gets yeah. there. Yeah. But not, you know, completely being MIA, especially if you're being referred to and recommended by some by any of us, it's not cool because it gets back to us. And that hurts future recommendations and you know and those are the people that call you like oh it's been a while since you referred me well did we soon forget that i sent you three people and use ghost three people <laughs> you know like <laughs> right like i'm not gonna do this again shame and, on me and 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 i know that you didn't have an emergency and i know you didn't do this and i know you didn't do that because i saw your whole weekend and your whole life on instagram because we post everything <laughs> my mom said try that a few months ago so well last year so well, oh yeah yeah I, i'm quarantined i said mother it's all over facebook I said, you <laughs> and barbecuing out in the front with your friends and all that other stuff oh she was like oh, oh nope you posted in real time <laughs> <laughs> right this wasn't after the fact <laughs> real time and you were quarantining <laughs> right of course. <laughs> Weren't they all? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what should vendors do to make a prospective client want to consider them? Oh, I think oh. that's good for you. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I was talking to her about this earlier. I said the, the, fir- the, the most important thing is listen, right? Because I think, you, you know, your product and your service will speak for itself if it's good. Now, if it's not good, that speaks for itself too. <laughs> but you know, but the main thing is listening to what people are people actually want and not trying to impose what you think they should have. You give them professional guidance, but you don't direct them. You get what I'm saying? Because their vision is their own. And I think if a vendor is if you find a vendor that's kind of uh, pushy and saying, oh no, you gotta do it this way. Uh, no, no, you gotta do it this way. And it doesn't align with what the actual potential client has in mind. They've already mm-hmm. excluded themselves from that. They're not going to go with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we can just, True. you don't even have to think about this. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it goes right back. I, I, I harp and harp on customer service because it is that important. Mm-hmm. Customer service, I, I've been in customer service over 20 years. And it's about listening. The customer has either, uh, either the customer wants to buy. Let me say it like that. That's why they reach out. The customer <laughs> wants to buy. They just want to figure out if you are the one, that, if what they were thinking is correct. Because they're thinking True. you might be the solution. True. They're just yeah. not sure. So you are actually eliminating yourself <laughs> if you don't listen and give them what they need. You know, that's that's the, the key element there. So how they can be effective and, and maybe close whatever whatever deal that is, is really by listening and, and making sure that the answer and the response that they have is tailored to the client. That's my opinion. I think educating them mm-hmm. because they don't know what they don't know. 
And 95% of the inquiries I get, they've never been married before. Mm -hmm. And their parents and their grandparents had completely different weddings that they're trying to have, especially couple like, you know, couples of color, like there was very different back in the day, or this might be the first wedding in the family, you know, in a long, long, long time, you know, since grandma, you know, grand, you know, grandparents are great grandparents, like they haven't had a full on real wedding per se, everyone just got married at the courthouse or quick weddings. So you kind of educating them because they call and they don't know. They call and they've looked on different directories and publications and reports that necessarily, you know, this is who I do, right? Necessarily are not geared to us, which are the brides and grooms of color, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, 3% for this and 10% for that, but they don't tell people that that's per region, that's per city, that's, you know, seasonal, you know, so I'm constantly educating couples on our inquiry calls. Now, whether they go with me or not, I have colleagues that you give too much in your discovery call. I'm like, listen, either way, I want them to have a good planning experience, right? Because it's going to help our market. It's going to help the Atlanta market. And there's been times where they don't go with us because we're not in their budget, but they'll go and hire a DJ that we talked about, or they'll go and they were thinking about a certain venue. And then because of our our talk, they're like, oh, I'm going to book them. But that comes back to us one way or another, right? So I'm all about educating them and giving them advice and helping them because they honestly come to us super green. I like that. Basically, you're like, it's going to come back to me one way or another. Like, I'm not going to try to change my process, change how I am, change essentially my brand for, you know, like... Because, yeah, we don't know anything and we need that information up front. Like, that's part of why we created this podcast, because it's like there's just so much you just don't know until you are going through it. And there's so much that you're discovering every step of the way. So it's just like, you need the people to help you, even not even just in the wedding industry, just in general. There are a lot of times that the professional is taking advantage of the other, like the client or the prospective person or customer or what have you, because they know they don't know. So you can say whatever, you could throw out buzzwords, you can mention like timelines or this or that. You know, to someone that doesn't do this, has never been here, what does that mean? You know? Right. And there's and no, so, there. you don't get your engagement yeah. ring comes with the, with the, with the guide. It's just like, it's just like <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't know, you're like, I want to get Very married, and, you know, okay. Yes. I, I will marry you. And then it's like, Oh wait, I have to plan this. <laughs> right. So, so much. <laughs> All right. Tinius. Uh, yes. So what does a good client experience look like? Oh boy, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. From a from a customer service perspective, I think good customer service starts with really appreciating why that person came to you, but also you understanding that they came to you because you have what they need. You know, like you have the skills and everything else. And so you don't get flustered by, oh, you know, I need this money because I got to pay the rent. Uh, I need this money because I got to pay the car note. I got, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you don't start tailoring yourself to that. You give them what they need and you, you put that in a space and an environment that makes 
them feel comfortable and them understand that you are taking whatever their request is. And this, this is just general business. This has nothing to do with one industry or another. It's all about you, you're bringing them into the fold. You're explaining the process. You're allowing them to get, like Irene said before, educated if there are certain things they don't know about that process. And then you're leading them through the steps of what will happen. Many times what happens with bad customer experiences is the fact that there was not a, an actual expectation set. And so when it doesn't meet that imaginary expectation, all of a sudden now it's a bad experience. But the expectation wasn't set up front so that everybody knew what should happen and what will happen, right? So the good experience is, um, you know, I used to work for a really, really big retailer. I'm not going to say it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a really high-end retailer that was very good from the, the beginning of the, the process, you understanding how this is going to go. This person is going to work with you through this process. You're going to, your, your service will be provided. And then if you ever need to come back, this is how this will work again. So you now have been educated on the process and you know what to expect. So if something is off next time, you know it, you know, you, you, but, but, but if it's not off, you know that as well. And you know, okay, well, this was, this, this process is smooth and I will come back here again and I will do business with, with this person again, because I know what to expect and the expectation is just a, is, that's the biggest part with customer service is the fact that the expectation is just not set correctly from the beginning. You know what I mean? And so if everybody's out there just, oh, well, I think it should go like this. Okay, well, you think it should go like that. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's how it goes. That just means how you think it should go. And the, and the, the vendor is like, well, it goes like this, but they never conveyed that to the, customer, the client. Well, you all are at the same point. So naturally, I can tell you there's going to be a problem. You, I don't even have to think about it. It's, the problem is coming. <laughs> you just, I don't know at what stage is going to come, right. but it's definitely going to come there because you all are not right. going to meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I think in terms of how the experience needs to be uh, curated, really. <sighs> <laughs> so these, are the conversations, these are the conversations that we have on the regular. Yep and have for 20 something years when it comes to all customer service, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. and, and, and it's one of those things that, but it starts at the inquiry process, right? And I just had lunch with a bride of ours that got married a couple of weeks ago. And we had a uh, lunch a week after her wedding just to kind of wrap up and she wanted to thank me. And she was like, from the inquiry process to the discovery call, to the proposal, through the payments, through the coaching, through, she said through everything, she said it was smooth, it was on brand. She's like, so she's like, not only was your website and your social media great, she said all of that was the same, was seamless. She's like, you are your website, you are your process, you are your your brand. And it wasn't like I got somebody different when I when I got on the call. And it wasn't like she goes, every time I got to talk to you, it was exactly the same, open and honest and caring and friendly. And that's the biggest thing. If, I feel like anybody that's in this industry, you have to have a servant's heart. You have to, because we're, we're serving people on one of the biggest days of their life. This is part of the first large event that they're ever booking have ever done, especially if they're younger. Um, and we just have to care and not look at them as a number and a dollar bill. That's just, that's it. <laughs> yes. That's very true. 
Denise and I have so many regrets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love y'all. Yes. I mean, that's why I was like, I couldn't even say anything. I was just like, oh, yeah. 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 And I think that we're all, you know, we're not all perfect, but no. to me, it's like you right. have to recognize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I am a warrior at like a natural born warrior. And, my, and then my, my family always goes, and she found a job, a career that they pay her to worry. Mm. Like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> worry, and it, there's times I'm laying up at night and, and it's like, go to sleep. You can't do anything about it now. And then next day I, I, you know, go and fix the problem. And because of the relationships I had, because I treat people and the experience that not only, not only do I, extend to my clients, I extend to my partners in this industry. They're like, oh girl, we got you. <laughs> You're like, he's like, did you lose sleep over that? Really? And I was like, yeah, that's what Dwayne said. Why did you, why are you losing sleep? It's going to be fine. But I think he also said that he said that to the kids one day, my daughter was really worried about doing well in a presentation. And he says, all that means is that you want to do a good job. Like when you, when you think about it and you lie awake at night and to me, every single couple that I, that we service takes a piece of my heart with them. And they always will, because I, I said years ago, we're, I'm going to treat couples as I want somebody to treat our, our children. And this was before we had kids. And so I'm like, even if they're older than me, I'm going to love on them and take care of them and pray for them and be their bulldog on that wedding weekend, especially, and take care of them. And that's a part of me personally. That's a part of my customer service and my brand and how we do things. Under promise and over deliver is our biggest motto in our um, in the company, and we're not uh, we're not uh, above doing things as long as it's not immoral, <laughs> you know, and unsanitary. I've cut cake, I've served champagne, I've cooked pasta at a station, I've flipped tables. I we do whatever we have to do because we want our guests and our vendors to have a good experience. You got folks right now going to the website. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are some vendors that do feel like they are above doing some of this stuff, or it's like there's a ridiculous add-on fee, and that's an a la carte, you know, kind of ask or request, and it's, you know, some of this feels like. What I hear about the ask, like I'm like, so if 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 an emergency happens, yeah, my the first wedding that I had with Shelby, which was my first employee you know, six, seven years ago, doing all the meetings, the cater, the, the, excuse me, the restaurant who was catering said, yes, yes, they were going to cut the wedding cake. So it was a Persian wedding, a Persian and a black wedding. And they did their whole Persian knife dance, which if you've never seen it, Google it. It's really cool. And the couple cuts a cake and they walk away and I flag over the staff to cut the cake. And they literally like deers and headlights. They're like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So I pulled over Shelby. I was like, okay, you don't know how to cut cake. There's other planners out there and other coaches out there like, don't touch cake. I was like, so what are you going to do? Tell the bride that I'm not cutting the cake. And so you're going to have her mama cut the cake. No, cut the cake anime and move on. They know you're going to send her seriously. Are you going to send her a bill because you cut the cake? Because mind you, there comes a point in time as a planner doing the wedding that we're just sitting around watching people dance and have a good time and drink, right? So it doesn't cost me any extra. I'm standing there anyway. I'm going to cut the cake. I know how to because I work at hotels and I know how to cut a cake really well. And I teach all of my staff members just in case. <laughs> you know, just in case. You never know. Right. But I'm, I'm yeah. Are you sending people a bill afterwards because you cut cake? 
<laughs> well, you, you, but you have to remember right. too, what was happening there is the fact that they've, the difference is she remembers when she didn't have any clients. Mm -hmm. She remembers when it was, she, when she started from zero. And what happens is when people forget that, yeah. that's when they start to, to try to, uh, you know, put their levels up and level up and do everything else they're going to do. And th the way that they think, because they want to be bigger. So now they're like, okay, well, that means that I do less and, you know, charge more. And that's it. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> how I get bigger. Like I charge, I, I charge more and I do less. Right. But, but again, if it's about the experience, if it's about the actual experience mm -hmm. that these people will remember for the absolute rest of their life, <laughs> you have to make sure that you are creating an experience that is unforgettable for a good reason, yep. not for a bad reason. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Like, you just want to create something memorable. Because I want, when people remember that she was their planner, I want them to remember that and be like, man, I want my child. Oh yeah, they asked me that already. To be her, their plan, <laughs> her pl the, like, the planner for them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's when you know you did a good job. I said, right. maybe, I said maybe yeah. maybe if my daughter decides to pick up the clipboard of my team continues. <laughs> but some of my brides, I, I love y'all, but when this baby is 25, 30, I'm gonna be pushing 70, and I don't plan on bustle dresses till I'm 60, like after 60. <laughs> I said, maybe my venue that I own, <laughs> have, you can have the wedding in the venue that I plan to own at that age, but I'm not trying to, I'm not going to be bustling your baby's dress. They're like, okay, well then you have to be a guest. I'll be a guest <laughs> and I'll be judging the planner if you don't, you don't hire one of mine. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. So how can vendors elevate their current interactions with their couples? So I coach this all the time, ladies, like I coach planners. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? It's number one, you cannot sell what you don't know. So you need to take time out of your schedule to work on your business and map out your current processes and see where can you get better. And then put those processes that you had on paper into some kind of workflow from start to finish, right? We're actually, you know, engagement season is a few weeks away. Um, and we are in the process of doing that. We're revamping uh, packages. We're revamping uh, workflows and, you know, all the things that make it more robust so that when we get on the phone with our couple, our potential couples, they're like, oh, yeah, this was great. You gave me some good information. And so it makes the conversation easier. But you have to know your processes for everything from your marketing all the way to your offboarding, which is your reviews, your internal reviews, your external reviews, any kind of gifting that you're doing. But everything that you do in your business, anything that your client touches or sees you need to make sure that it's on paper, there's a flow to it, that it makes sense, that you could execute it or someone else on your team could execute it. You have to do that. And it, it took me a while to do that. I was just, you know, out here doing what I love. I am a natural born planner, have been doing it for so many years. And it wasn't until like year two or three that I'm like, oh, if I'm gonna hire somebody to come work with me, I need to put this on paper. And now that we have a bigger team, there's more, you know, have all, you have handbooks and you have processes because the other thing if the last year and a half didn't teach us is 
God forbid something happens to you. So someone should be able to pick up that timeline or that production, whatever it is, or that flower count, or, or you should be able to be like, call another baker and be like, hey, sis, this was, I can't, I'm sick. Can you bake this cake for me? Or, um, you know, I've worked with Torin before. And when Torin's wife had their last baby, one of his other DJs just jumped in and took over that wedding. And it was smooth. And, it, and, and they, the couple were like, well, Oh, well, congratulate. We miss you, but congratulations. You know, that situation. Well, because, you know, we've heard people say, I've had a death in the family or something happened and someone was able to step in and, and have that. And that's only way you could do that is if you have processes. And when you have those processes in place, this stressful, crazy time that they're dealing with becomes a little bit easier because they know like, oh, you know what? My floor has my back. My caterer has my back because they have their stuff together. And I think as a client, I think you feel a lot better (laughs) when, like, when you know that, you know, that vendor or has a process, has a team, just because, you know, as you said, anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen, whether it be to you or to a person that's very close to you. Right. So I was just talking to Ashley. I was like, I mean, God forbid if anything happens to one of my vendors, like, I, I mean, I don't know what I would do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's a question but, that, I mean, that's a question that couples were asking more and more, especially after mm-hmm. the pandemic. And I said, no, I have a team, but if something, if, and I also have an extension of a, a, a really great small network of other planners in the area who are very similar to me. And if we have each other's back, you know what I'm saying? And we've done that before. It's like, yeah, I had a planner mm-hmm. call me and said, I think I'm, I, I think I have COVID. Can you be on standby on this day? I'm like, no, I can't, but I could connect you with somebody else. That's my standby. And it was kind of like phone tree. It's like, okay, sis, if you're not, then she found out she had it. She's like, okay, the wedding's in two or three weeks. If I'm not better. And there was a couple of people that she had on standby and you just, it's good to have that, to, to know that there's a plan for the plan. Yeah. For sure. Ooh, all right. So this question, (laughs) is the bride always right? Yes or no? And why or why not? I say no. Ooh. No, Dwayne said listen earlier, which you you do listen, but you don't know what you don't know, right? That's like we said earlier. And um, I had one of my sorority sisters one time said, oh, do you say no to your brides? I'm like, yes. If it does not make sense, if it's out of budget, if it's going to stain her dress, if it's going to do all these different things. And so there's this thing, this Puerto Rican dish called pasteles, and she loves them. She's like, oh, so that means I can't have that at the wedding? I'm like, no, but you can have it at the rehearsal dinner, right? <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know, everybody dreams and, and couples out there, I was one of, we were one of those. Like, it's like you get engaged and you forget that this, on the back end of this, industry, it's a business, right? So you're booking stuff and you're out here um, pinning your heart out and looking at all the magazines and pinning your heart out and watching all the TV shows and pinning some more and and showing him every pin that you have. And he looks at it like, it's not a football, it's not a basketball. I don't want to look at this thing. And (laughs) And you're not paying attention that that's an actual style shoot. So anytime somebody does a style shoot, that is the best of the best. So that table multiplied by 10 or 20, 20, you know, tables that you may have at your wedding, it might not be in your budget, right? Mm -hmm. You may fall in love with a bouquet with peonies and you get married in December. No, we're not getting that in December. It's typically four or $5 during peak season. It's, it comes from another country, you know, that's like 
South America somewhere and it's going to cost you 10 or $12 a, a thing. But we'll use a garden rose and you, you'll never tell the difference. <laughs> right? Like those kind of things, you know, educating them because sometimes I'm like, you not you don't know, no, that's not going to work. Yes, it is. No, that's going to go to work. Or in conversation, like, no, my parents are not going to want to do the parent dance. I'm like, you sure? No, no, no. I'm like, you sure? Why don't you go ask them? And I'll get a text message. You were right. I never saw my daddy dance, but he wants to dance down that night. Right. And they're like, (laughs) one of my brides recently said, yes, you can go ahead and laugh at me now. (laughs) I told you, don't don't rob your parents of that moment. So you're not always right. Um, You know, and there's some brides that give me pushback. And then there's times where I get, you were so right. You know, and other times like, you know, I'm like, well, you know what? That actually worked. I didn't think it was going to work. That's a new, that's a new way to do things. And I'm okay with that too. I mean, but I, what, what I can say, though, is from a perspective of experience mm-hmm. and customer experience, there is a reason why you are honest like that, right? That they pay you to be honest. Mm-hmm. See, if they're not paying you to be honest, then they want a yes person. And that's the and problem. That's not me. See what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah, that's not Irene. Not in but, a bad way, though. Too. Right. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to let you out here spending your money like you like it. I love it. Right. And I'm going to present it to you. And you're going to look at me and go, oh, that was crazy, right? That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, but if you like it, I love it. I'm just speaking, but. (laughs) But the thing is this, it's all in the way that you Mm -hmm. convey information to somebody, right? If you dismiss somebody, somebody's idea, let's just say it like that, because all they have right now is their ideas. Ideas, yeah. That's all they have. They don't have any experience with it, right? They just have their ideas of what they think is right, right? So. They're saying, this is right because I'm thinking it. So it's right. Until you get with somebody who's experienced. And that person tells you whether it is actually right or not. Mm-hmm. And that's where the experience comes in with the customer service. Again, I, I'm going to say this through the whole time that we're talking. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is this. There, there, are just, there are probably just as many plannerzillas as there are bridezillas. <laughs> right? I'm just being real with you. Right? Like, that's just how that is. And because they're stuck in their ways, Mm -hmm. they might get this client, but they won't get the next. You see what I'm saying? Like, they might have convinced somebody through a consultation that they're the one. And then they're there now, and the person is regretting hiring them. You you, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's that's the thing. Like, you can do a great consultation, Mm -hmm. you know, and that still doesn't mean that you're great at what you're doing. Right? And so about when it comes (laughs) down to experience... It's about being able to tell somebody that their idea is is valid, but it's just not right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a valid, you can have your ideas, your ideas are valid because they're yours. But in this context and in this mm-hmm. process, they're just not right. And this is why. And this is the reason. It can be explained yeah. why it's not. And they will respect you for saying it and making sure that their wedding is the best it can be because they were thinking this is going to make the wedding the best it can be. It's not true. But when she tells you, no, actually do this. And this is, will make it what you were thinking. That's when they have respect for her. That's why all these years later, and you know, I'm a promoter, right? So, I mean, I'm biased, (laughs) but that's why all these years later, these people are, people message her sometimes. They haven't seen her in 10 years. Like I still said you're a bride or. Uh, Yeah, like, but that's where the referral comes from because the top of mind, just like Ashley was saying earlier. Oh yeah, you know, Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, Irene. That's because she, she's in your mind. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Somewhere in a positive way. Yeah. 
And that's what the experience, that's what the experience dictates because a bride telling a potential bride about you is about the best referral you can get. Yeah. Period. Because they went through it. And they know sure. it is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And if they're right. willing to tell you that this person is worth it, you're going to do it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Dwayne has been preaching all night. Like can we like can we please pass the <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> pass the the basket? <laughs> yeah, yes. right. This is my secret weapon all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hold my own here, you know. I'm, I'm only one here. So, where can the people give their donations? I know. Right. We gonna do this cash app in a little bit. Mo, you know? cash app. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a thing is buy me coffee or something like that. Did you guys hear about that new? App? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, one of my coaches That's did cute. it. She loves um, cheeseburger, like double cheeseburgers at McDonald's, and she was like, I don't drink coffee from like these stores. I drink coffee at home and. She went in there and you could do like buy me a cheeseburger or buy me fries oh, or whatever. Cool. And I was like, it's called buy me coffee. I think it's buymecoffee.com or something like that. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cute. That's cute. All right. Few more questions. So we recently had an episode where we discussed vendor remorse. Um, and there's a lot. <laughs> uh, I think it's a very common feeling. Um, but kind of going back to, of course, speaking about experience, how do you think, uh, clients should approach their vendors that aren't satisfied, but also how do you think the vendor should respond in kind as well? No, we, we, we were having a good conversation about that question. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're talking about from the client perspective first, right? The client is having a problem with the vendor. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So um, I don't think there's anything better than being honest, right? Like just being, because the fact is this, not being honest is going to be something you regret. So if the vendor has been respectful, right? And, but you, they're just not, you know, maybe they're just not getting it, right? Like they're respectful and they're a cool person and everything else, but that you're just not gelling, Right. Or something along that line, because there's supposed to be a certain level of symmetry and, and chemistry there, right? And it's not happening. Um, if you feel like they're worth it to, you know, say, all right, listen, uh, what you've said so far um, is not good. <laughs> you, know, so, you know what I mean? Like, and I need something different. I, I need you to rearrange whatever it is you're doing because we're not on the same page. So let me tell you this. And I would, what I would say is this is what, what I want to see happen right? This is what I would like to see happen. This is how I want this to go. Moving forward, right? yeah. And the person who is really about the client's experience, the vendor who is about the client's experience and wanting to, to give them that will listen. It goes back to the same listening again, right? And if they're not stuck in their ways and they're willing to adjust to take their expertise in a way that's going to help the client get to the goal, I think that's the way they need to approach it. But it's, it's sad to say it like this, but the client is really hiring, right? So the client is technically the boss, <laughs> right? I mean, they're really the boss. But what happens is the vendors, a lot of times, because of the experience, put clients on their heels, right? And they're like, well, you don't know this. I know it. So I'm going to run this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's not how this works. Like, I pay you. 
so that you can advise me on the best strategy. So we have to come back to, this is a team effort. And every person in your team has to be focused on the goal of getting the best experience out of this. If they're not, you got to go back to them, right? And on the other side, the vendor side, the vendor has to be open. They have to be open to feedback because that's the only way they're going to grow. Yeah. N- nobody is perfect. If you think you got this mapped out and it's wrong, well, okay. But you got to change. You got to adjust yourself a little bit. And you have to be willing to listen to what the client is saying. If you're not doing something that the client is expecting you to do, it's a problem. And again, you, it, it goes back to, okay, you're not, let's not look at just this. This is not going to lead anywhere else, right? Because each client is, the, is your marketing for the next client. Each present client is your marketing budget for the next client. Right now, they're paying you, mm-hmm. and they're going to market for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what people don't think. They go, oh, I yeah. got to spend all this money on marketing. You actually don't. Right. You can, you can spend some money on marketing, but your exper- their experience will be the marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you execute is, right. oh, is it, like how you service them and how you execute is a thousand times more effective than Facebook ads, magazine ads, you know, Instagram ads, so forth and so forth. Like, the, the, you know, it's word of mouth, but it's kind of they'll be singing your praises going mm-hmm. forward, um, especially in the climate that we're in, you know, the, the last mm-hmm. couple of years, everybody, it's unknowns for everybody. So they, they're looking at you like, okay, are you going to help me get this? get me to the finish line, you know? Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, and of course it's, this is cause it's my industry and, and, and what I do is having a planner, you know, being a planner and having a planner, whether it's a wedding management cl- uh, planner or a full service planner on your side to be able to help you maneuver that. Because, you know, I joke and say, we have a lot of real world uh, couples who are doctors and lawyers and high, you know, <laughs> high power, you know, positions who don't have time to be on the phone chasing after anybody. Mm-hmm. So having somebody on your corner who can do that or having a parent who's able to help you or as a couple, you kind of divide and conquer to say, okay, baby, you're going to take care of these vendors. I'm going to take care of these vendors. But if someone is paying you, my, my, my vendor friends out there, if someone's paying you, they shouldn't have to chase after you for good service. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had over the last couple of years, I've had two or three weddings that literally they fired their planner and hired me because the person wasn't doing their job, wasn't servicing them, was being insensitive. The list goes on and on. And it was kind of like, Irene, fix my wedding. And I was like, and, and the things that, that were the, the stories that I heard, and I never say who's the planner. Cause at the, at the moment, I don't care. Cause I, I want to fix this. So this person could have a good experience. And so you just have to be mindful of everything and take feedback. And like you were saying earlier, not take it personal. That's one of the hardest things for me. I take it all personal, right? Because that's just how I am. But I've had, I, you know, recently got feedback. Wasn't bad. Like I did nothing wrong, but it course corrected from what I'm doing moving forward, right? Like I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what? I have, have been thinking about doing that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to test it for the next couple of weddings. And then we're going to promote that service. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, oh, well, thank you. Cause it's something that's course correcting, but it's something that adds to the mm-hmm. brand and adds to the, the planning experience for our couples. Um, and so just, you know, be mindful. And then also really sit down and go, 
do they have a valid point? Not saying everybody does, because you, you do get those people who expect you to call, you know, return a call within two minutes. And there's certain things. I understand that we have those clients sometimes, but sometimes I sit back and be like, okay, have I given the best attention to this person? Have yeah. I, does she or he have a valid point of what they're saying? Oh, Irene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Final question isn't a real, real question, but um, all right. So any like parting words, thoughts for brides, vendors, just anyone listening? Because <laughs> <laughs> you do, you get both. You, I love it because you do have a great audience. So both on both sides. Um, well, to our brides out there who are currently engaged, those who just got engaged, um, and are looking to get married in 2022 and 2023, do not procrastinate because the good vendors that care, that have good service, that have good product will get full. Uh, I've had it where I've given a list of recommendation and, and my people don't pull the trigger and I'm getting phone calls like, they're, they're, they're busy, they're booked. I was like, I told you that they were gonna fill up quickly. Um, you know, I have great relationships. So for many of our clients, if they're really serious, our vendors will put a soft hold on it for them. But a lot of times, you know, money talks. So if somebody else comes in and sometimes some of these vendors are getting three or four requests for the same date. So if you find somebody that you like, if you've been looking at their Instagram, stalking them on Instagram, following them everywhere, and you reach out, keep those appointments, have a conversation, review those proposals. Don't get intimidated by the pricing and the proposal process. Have a conversation with that vendor um, and get your deposits in. Uh, you know, when you first get engaged, of course, you're excited and all that good stuff. Get yourself a planner if it's in your, you know, budget or it's in your vision to have one. Book your venue. Um, with your catering and your, your food and beverage there, but great photographers and DJs. Those are the big ticket things that you need to do as soon as you get engaged. For anybody who's getting engaged in 2022, you know, getting married in 2022, 2023, do not wait because they are projecting that this is going to be the biggest wedding boom since the 80s. And I see it because, you know, more and more people are being vaccinated. People are getting tired of not being with their family. The numbers of yeses, RSVPs are coming in are high and they're not going down. Uh, and for vendors, yeah, I, can I know <laughs> <laughs> for my vendor friends, I know how hard it is. I mean, you know, multiple leads, if you're, if you're managing uh, multiple events, if you're managing clients and, you know, for, for a lot of vendors out there, they're actually physically producing something, whether they're cooking, they're making cakes, they're making flowers, they're, they're actually slumping the photo booth and they're the, the photography equipment and the DJ equipment, like you're physically doing something. And if you're out in a field and you, and you're already kind of, you felt the pressure this year, you felt the pressure in 2021 of the, you know, we went from not doing anything and kind of being off on weekends to being busy every weekend. Think about what next year is going to be like the next year and our next engagement season and prepare your systems, your processes and your team and hire a VA. If you don't know how to do it and you're in Atlanta, even if you're not in Atlanta, holler at me because I have a huge network of uh, service providers and people that we outsource to currently um, to help you be great, whether that's a social media manager, a VA, an online business manager, you need to have something to be able to help you manage these 
leads and these weddings that are coming in um, if you plan on staying in business. <laughs> the real if you plan on staying in business mm. answer the phone everyone was shocked when you when we answered the phone last year and when we responded to inquiries and when our social media didn't go you know dead like they were shocked I'm like well i'm not out working every weekend servicing clients so <laughs> i need to be active and alive in on the business end of things because this too shall pass and um just to to add this is probably primarily to vendors, right? Just in general. Um, I take customer service very seriously. And our community, and I'm just going to say it as our community, we're just going to leave it there, right? Our community has a, a challenge um, with providing um, and, and keeping constant energy with, with customer service, right? Like we are fine going to the sale right we're fine with that i mean like we got to get the sale we, we go and we get it right but this remember the sale is based off of what they expect you will produce that's what that money comes from that money comes from the expectation that you are going to produce an excellent product because they feel that they are paying you excellently so they feel that they're going to get an excellent service or product for what they're paying for. Now, if you don't feel that they're paying you excellently, then you need to up your price. <laughs> but, but, but either way, the main thing is every person, whether they pay you $2,000 or $10,000 or $50,000, the money doesn't make a difference in terms of what they should receive in terms of customer service. That's the main thing there. It does not matter. What matters is is that where at whatever level that they're on, they paid for something and they should receive it excellently. The less you pay, the more you have to pray, right? And the reason I say that is because the less you're willing to pay for something, the more you gotta pray that it goes well, right? So it, it, it is adversely affected there. So let's look at it the other way. If you pay, you should the expectation should meet that pay, right? You should be delivering on the level that you're being paid either way. And so I think what happens is people don't take their businesses seriously enough. If you take your business seriously, mm -hmm. you will put the processes in place. You will put the systems in place and you'll put the people in place to make sure you can deliver an excellent experience every time, regardless of what's going on in your life. Nobody, and it sounds bad, I'm not saying that nobody cares about what's going on in your life, but what's going on in your life does not affect the, the service that they should be receiving. That's the thing here. Don't put your personal business into your actual business. Leave that separate and deliver on what you said you were going to deliver. I think that's it. <laughs> Ooh, I hope uh, those uh, vendors who up their prices in 2021. <laughs> Right, <laughs> are listening <laughs> because those same people are still giving a uh, 2019 services. Yes! <laughs> like you are giving <laughs> pre pandemic or, or service, um, or giving service like when they first started, right? And using what's going yeah. on, pandemic, yeah, true, you know, yeah. the pandemic as an excuse. As an excuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was a refining, right? Here. Yeah. yeah. That's what this yeah. was. Just yeah. to find out if you're 
if your systems were actually working the way they're supposed to. Yeah, to, to, to look around to the companies that were they That's closed their yeah, and take this part out. But the yeah. companies that were closing closed their doors. You're like, wait. And he said, those people were had nine toes out the door already, and this was the way to say done. You know what I'm saying? Like they were already yeah. almost out the door. Either, yeah. either they wanted to retire and they sold it to somebody else, or they were like holding on by a thread anyway. Yeah, the budget wasn't there. The budget wasn't there. Yeah. But you know, I pay attention, be like, oh, so now you're doing small weddings? Oh, and now you're <laughs> doing that. But when I started doing it, you started snickering in comments. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just one of those things that you just it, it weeded out a lot of people, but it also bubbles. Mm a lot of people up to the surface as well because everyone's home and people talk a lot more now because that's all we have is right. talking yeah. Instagram. So yeah, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. Yeah. And I, I told, I come home. I'm like, I, I just, cause the teacher in me, the coach in me and the, the customer service, but like, I, I want to be able to like talk to every person, but not every vendor who's not out here doing well is not receptive. And they're not going to be open to feedback or open to like, Hey sis, X, Y, Z. And I don't even waste my time with those people. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm just not you're off my vendor list yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but they, they might be good clients for me so no, <laughs> <laughs> so, Shameless so if you see something that, that is not going right and you want to provide some feedback just send them over you can find through Irene whatever the case may yes. be and I will help them because they need it yes. so we're going to help everybody try to do better especially that's, that's, in our community yes in our community especially yes. we're going to help them do better and that's what I'm here for. That's the reason that I'm even doing what I'm doing now is to help people be better at their business. Very good. Especially when our couples want to buy minority. They want to buy black. Yeah. And it's like, and I tell them every time I have a small Rolodex of vendors of color who executed excellence. Yes. Not all published and they're not all all over Instagram because they're working right. and servicing people that's there and they're servicing them well so if you, that's what you want that's what you get if you want somebody flashy and that's that's not my rolodex <laughs> yeah we're and we're gonna have an episode about that too because there is we've had that conversation with you folks as well and even just with ourselves where it's like you want to support like black and or like people of color um you know those type of vendors but either their work just feels very monolithic and everything is the same. Every wedding they're posting is the same or their service, like just the limited experience you have when you're trying to initially interact with them is crap. So then it's like, I, we're now having to like find a white vendor, you know, that can do what we're hoping just because they responded and they were in the price, you know, in the budget or they didn't have like an unrealistic expectation or the fact that, you know, what they, what weddings and the visions that you've seen, like within their portfolio, that's more in line with what you want because not everyone. And we're hearing it of course, more and more, especially after we have the episode about black weddings looking the same. So many are like, I, that's not what I want. I love it. I, I don't mean, care about that. I don't like flowers. I don't want, you know, this. And it's yeah. like, I have a wedding right now, now that not, not one flower will be had in that building. Not I one. like that. 
<laughs> like you like a, tons of candles, everything, but not flowers. And that's what you want. That we'll make it happen. But then again, I was at, mm-hmm. I will find you the mm-hmm. best vendors. You know, there are not that many black, great black Canadian vendors to fit your foodie standards or fit your such and such, you know, like, right. and, but get help. Don't be so prideful. Like everybody needs to learn something, get help, get coached, go find mentors. They don't have to be in your city. They could be in other cities, go to conferences, go to workshops. You have to invest in yourself, especially you can't ask somebody to invest in you and pay your prices. And if you're not invested in yourself and putting in your business, like, I mean, we, there's a chunk of money that goes out of our budget every year for education and for training and for outsourcing, you know, so that I could still have a life and be a wife and a mother. (laughs) Well, thank y'all. We're not going to let you go yet. So now we're going to move into wedding vendor love. Irene and Dwayne, who would you like to shout out this week? I would love to shout out the Epicurean Hotel in Midtown Atlanta. They just opened up about a month ago. We were honored and blessed enough to host a first wedding there on property. And they, the, the service, I'm a hotel girl through and through. The hospitality industry raised me. I love it. I'm the most comfortable at hotels when I work at hotels, but you would never tell that they just opened them a month ago. So from the sales team to the general manager, to the director of sales, to the event management team, banquets, everybody, valet, they're an amazing property. That's one shout out. And then I got to work with Ashley, which we all love and know really well. <laughs> Ashley Nicole, photography. She, we, we worked on this wedding and I just, I love her spirit and her and, and just how she takes care of couples and their families and treats them well and gives them that good old Southern love when she's doing it. I just, I just love it. So those are my two. <laughs> Irene Janelle wedding and events. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of, but that's, but that's really to, to be honest though, even though it sounds super biased, right. Um, it's real because I know her, right. Like this is a this, long time. <laughs> yes. And, and I know her from the, from the ground. So I would say um, for, for potential, couples or whatever the case may be. If you want somebody who is going to dedicate their time to making sure that the event is what you want it to be, she is, she is the one. That's, that's my vendor right here. <laughs> love that. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Y'all are so adorable. Yes. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? The vendor I would like to shout out this week is a luxury transportation company based in Douglasville, Georgia. The company is called Echelon, echelon echelon.com, or go to Instagram at echelon1. Of course, we will definitely tag them in our stories. But if you're looking for like a real cool sprinter situation to get the maybe the bridal party or the wedding party from one place to the next or if you and just you know your vips want to ride in style hit up echelon.com e-s-h-e-l-u-n.com to learn more tania who are you shouting out this week so this week i am shouting out a couple who owns a business by the name of sunkissed gatherings They are based out of North Carolina, and they have done all types of events. They've done bridal showers. They've done birthday parties. They have curated date nights, and they have also done dinner en blanc. They are two creative couples 
And so if you are in need of their services, definitely go look them up, go follow them. They are super creative. They are a dope couple. Go look them up. Perfect. So where can people find you if they want to learn more, improve their own customer experience, um, their processes, or if they're looking for a planner, you know, plug it. Everything. Well, if you're looking for a planner, you can reach me at IreneTindale.com. My name, I'm, you can Google Irene Tindale and it'll come up. Um, our Instagram is Events, So you can DM us, fill out an inquiry form and definitely schedule a time to chat all about what you're envisioning for your wedding day. Um, if you are a planner in need of coaching, you could also look us up at IreneTindale.com forward slash education love to be able to help you uh, through this crazy journey and impart some of, of my knowledge. I'm still in the thick of things and in a new season and I'm always learning things and I love to pass on what I, the things that I've done that worked well, the things I've done that didn't work well. <laughs> uh, and for me, since, you know, I've been prompted uh, recently to start this venture. Um, so luxurycustomerservice.com, right? I'm still working on there. So you'll, you'll find that coming up soon, but you can, reach me on uh, Facebook at same luxury, luxury customer service. Um, and the email address is info at luxury um, And that's for, um, for really for business owners, right? So this is just in general. So I know a lot of people probably listen. Um, so even potential brides and, and, and grooms might be business owners themselves. So we might be able to help them too, right? In their own uh, areas of, of uh, expertise. So they can, they can send me an email and we can talk about scheduling uh, either a call or, um, and there should be some training material that I'm putting together as well soon um, for it to really just help people have something that they can always reference back to, to being better and making their teams better um, and just having a different outlook on their business and, and, uh, and really striving for that excellence and, and really helping our community and, and abroad do that. So that's the way you can contact me. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Well, again, <laughs> yeah. thank y'all so much. We could have y'all on for probably another <laughs> two, five plus hours. We yes. didn't think we would go this long, but it was a very good and full conversation. I'm mm-hmm. so certain yes. that, you know, um, this is b- going to benefit vendors and, and couples and the brides and grooms and the people like that are listening. You guys were our first, we, our first time we've done a podcast together. Yeah. Aww. Well, well, thank you. So yes. grateful to yes. have both of you on. You know, I feel like if I'm, Irene already knows she'll be back again. But Dwayne, if you ever want to come back, by all means. I appreciate that. Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on heyoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. And I think that's it. You can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and you can find me at Bell Surreal on Instagram. Great. Thanks again for listening. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll see you next week. Bye.